Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. We're going to thank you for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. And before I introduce my co-stars with me today, I just want to let you know what I like. I let you know every week how you can uh, participate in the show. You can uh, follow us on our social medias is Road to Damascus. That's Road to number two, Damascus on Instagram, as well as on Twitter. Or if you want to send out, uh, send us an email, show topics, any questions you may have. You can reach us at road to Damascus at iCloud.com. That's road the number two, Damascus at iCloud.com. And without further ado, now that we've done that, let me introduce the people that's going to help me navigate the ship today. So let me first start off to the lady to the right of me, Ms. Lolo. What's up, Lolo? Welcome back. What's up, Will? Welcome back. Welcome back. We missed you. We missed you. I missed y'all too. Yeah, you took uh, a third week off. When we took the two weeks off, you wasn't with us last week, but welcome back. And the man who's always with me, present and accounted for, you know who he is, the returning champ. Say what up, Steph. What up, though? Good to have you. Good to have you. Appreciate y'all. Unfortunately, the rabbi isn't with us today, but uh, she throwing salt. In yeah, <laughs> but she but she's with us spiritually, so um, we we'll send her love and shout out. So let's dive into this topic. So today, um, we're going to be discussing denominations. Yes, that dirty word, denominations, that has kept us separated for far too long and not allowed us to have unity in the church. So uh, when you hear the word denomination, Lauren, what 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 memories or what does that do to you when you just hear somebody say denomination? Uh, well, denominations for me, I guess when I think about the memory, is separation. When I grew up, I was literally told if I wanted to go to the Catholic Church, no, you can't go there. Well, why? They not oh, our denomination, yeah, right? It's, it's separation to yeah. me in my mind. Like all the Baptists and all this other stuff. Yep. And what about you, Steph? When I was younger, I remember when I used to hear the word denomination, they used to like apostolic. <laughs> straight off top. Yeah, <laughs> right. Straight off time. Apostolic. Right. <laughs> I just had to just say that. Right. But then now I got a different perspective about it. though. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So when you it's funny, because like you said, when we were growing up, it was like uh, I was well, it was, it was either apostolic or Pentecostal, whichever, you know, you took your 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 uh, but or the church or Baptist like as your dad would say. <laughs> but that was because your dad was from his family was from the south. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a south. Baptist is a larger denomination down there. So then you start to ask yourself as we got older, you start to say, well, why are there denominations? Cause you, you didn't know. And, and it was like, you were almost made to think if they weren't the denomination you were, they wasn't going to heaven. Yep. And it, so it was like, is the, is it denomination or is it doctrine? And I think we have had, in my in the research idea leading up to this topic, it seems like um, we have people that have doctoral or doctrine, not doctoral, doc, doctrine issues amongst one another. And because we can't agree on doctrine, I'm just going to go ahead and start me a new denomination. And we're going to call it this. We're going to call it that. Because I don't want to play nice. <laughs> right. And it's like instead of us having that discussion, 
And, and when you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. And that's why I think even when you look in the New Testament, the New Testament is very firm in, de, in de telling us the two main denominations back then, Sadducees and Pharisees. And they didn't agree on anything until Jesus came. Then they agreed that we can't uh, rock with this dude. So real quick, and I'm going to ask y'all, did y'all know, do y'all know how many denominations there are in the United States of America? I don't know, but I want to read something too. So you say what you say. Okay, well, <laughs> in the United States of America, there are around 200 denominations. Mm. Worldwide, they're considered to be 40,000 denominations. And that's where I think the church gets so much criticism. But just real quick for the people that's listening, how they break these up is they have categories of a main category and then they have subcategories. So like, and they do it in alphabetical order, but. I'm going to give you offenses so of like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So under Adventist, which is seven day Adventist, there are 10 sub denominations under Adventist. So you have Adventist, you have Baptist, you have brethren, which I had never heard of brethren. You have Catholic, you have um, Episcopal, you have friends, which is like Quakers. You have Lutheran, you have many a night, which I had never heard of many a night. You have Methodist, you have more Moravian, you have Mormon, you have Nazarene, you have Orthodox, you have Pentecostal, you have Presbyterian, you have Reformed, you have Spiritualist. And all of those have subcategories okay. of, of what falls under those. So we would have been considered like under the Pentecostal because there's no apostolic brand. Mm -hmm. So we would have fell under when we were growing up under Pentecostal, but the church that well, I know me and Lauren's church is non-denominational. Is the church you go to? Is that non-denominational? Yep. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of churches now just consider themselves non-denominational. But I just wanted to educate our listeners so when they hear this, they'll know. But it's considered 200. So go ahead, Lolo. So it was this article that I actually was reading, and it was talking about denominations, right? Okay. And I, it was this these very interesting facts that I just want to read to you guys real quick. All right. It says, the Lutheran denomination was named after Martin Luther and was based on his teaching, right? Right. The Methodists got their name because of their founder, John Wesley, was famous for coming up with methods for spiritual growth. Uh, Presbyterians are named for their view on church leadership. The Greek word for elder was presbyterios. Baptists got their name because they have always Cheerios. Presbyterio. Presbyterio. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> you hung. Okay. <laughs> Baptists got their name because they have always emphasized the importance of believers' baptism. Okay. Wow. Hmm. I hmm. did not know the Lutheran, bro. Yeah, I knew well, I knew it was named because he Martin Luther was famous. He was the first person before um, the Bible and, uh -huh. and, and things was not passed out to people. The only people who had access to the Bible were the cardinals, the popes, and all of that. He posted the Ten Commandments on his door, and that's how he became, like, uh -huh. so other people could know. Like, he posted them so people can start to know. Wow. We're not talking about Martin Luther King. 
No. Oh. <laughs> Man. Oh, this guy. I'll take you back to history. I love, look, hold on. Where's I was trying to tell. Wah, wah, wah. I was trying to say it because for a second I did believe that. Can you to laugh? For real, for a second I did believe. It. So I guarantee you, some yeah. other people out there that's thinking it. No. Oh well. Well, you you're right, Stefan. You can't consider that everybody would know that, but. Martin Luther is not Martin Luther King. And <laughs> actually, Martin Luther King is named after, after Ma- Martin, Martin Luther, Luther, but his dad changed his name. But that's a whole nother topic gotcha. to a whole nother conversation. So that that was interesting, Lolo, that you said that because I knew. But I think even Methodists came out of during slavery because the black church was not being accepted into the Baptist circles. And they started their church and there was like a Methodist. I'm almost, I'm not a hundred percent, but I remember, I think I saw something like that on the special I saw not too long ago. Yeah. And then also to piggyback on what you were saying is that, you know, back during slavery and I know we're going to stay on topic, but you know, they would, they would try to tell the (laughs) slaves that, you know, the, the God that we pray to and the God that they pray to, like basically wasn't our God. So you know. Oh yeah, no. It, it, so you need to believe something. It, it, you know, they was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was they, 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 they was right. They was right. We 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 don't pray to the same God. We we they pray to the Pontius Pilate God. Uh, the slave of the oppressor, ain't the slave of the oppressor. <laughs> yes. Hey, they pray. Hey, hey, I, I got a I got a, a a thing I could play on for us with a uh, Reverend Wright who uh he was going in on that message right there. He's like the slave of the oppressor. No, he said the, the guy. Yeah, the guy. The God, I said the slave. The yeah. God of the oppressor ain't the ain't the God of the oppressed. Right. Yeah. That's. But uh, <laughs> we could go there, but we not gonna right, go there right, today. We gonna stay focused. But um, yeah. So. But the thing to me, and like so low, when you read that topic or that top the piece from that article, it just makes you think like where where does this this split come? Because even like with um Jehovah's Witnesses, like their teachings, and they have like a separate Bible from us where they take out certain words and certain meanings that it then ends up changing everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they they don't believe that. Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. Mm-hmm. So they changed things. So like in, in John, it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, God, you know, in the beginning, in, 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 um, no, in, in John, okay. how John starts off, it says in oh, the beginning yeah, yeah. was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Yeah. And God was, it says in the beginning was the word, Jesus and it, it, how it splits it. I don't know mm-hmm. it right off the top of my head, but so they've changed like what that means, but it's like y'all are literally getting away from the spirit of what even Jesus went. As I've gotten older, it seems like we've gotten away from the spirit of what Jesus was trying to do, which was bring unity. Well, that's what the article says. They said that denominations were created because it was about disagreements over the interpretation of scripture. Right. Because. And that's where even the facts, not to cut you off, but the Sadducees and Pharisees, they, they um, argued about interpretation of things from the, the, the Tanook and the Torah and things like that. But go ahead. Yeah. So that's, if you think about it now, like, and I'm going to just use this example, like for Baptist or apostolic, right. 
You know, let's just all keep it real. You go to a Baptist church, you see people outside smoking a cigarette, right? Right. Facts. Right? But Pastor then, might be in the back with a little scotch on and, his desk. And be doing his thing, mm-hmm. right? But then they go into the Bible and they read the scripture and they interpret it to make it fit. Right. So if if we're all supposed to be following the ways and the views of Jesus, mm-hmm. then we should all technically be under the same guidelines. But even outside of denomination, I mean, we as believers today, we, we interpret the scripture for what is, you know, to, that's to, something to, else, but right. yeah. don't make it fit. So, so, do you, so let me ask you this, and I'll start with you, Steph. Do you think that denominations have, that was the purpose of denominations? Do you think that it really came down to true disagreement, or do you believe it came down to wanting to justify a means to an end? Like, meaning... I want to be able to do this, so I'm going to interpret it to say that I want it to be this Absolutely. way. So which way would you say? It Was it more just like we can't agree on? Because if you look at it, a lot of people still not. We argue about the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, the Godhead and all so that I, other so I'll stuff. I'll tell you one thing. I just got off of a fast, right? And on that fast, I wasn't supposed to eat bread. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't supposed to eat bread. Okay. So I'm literally breaking down. Is, is this technically bread? Can't be. So I'm looking at tortillas and all that. Reading the back. If it didn't match what bread, a loaf of bread had in it. Did it have leaven? That's it what you right. it, didn't, it wasn't considered bread. Right. He's like, Where's So I should be cool. So I was trying to make things fit. Another thing I'll say is when I was in flight school, right? You know, I went to flight school and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I he learned, is a jack of all trade, master of none. Never say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look. So uh, I, I learned that majority of flight. Uh, or incursions are human error. So it's the exact same thing when you talk about uh, the different denominations. Those are just a form of human error. People interpret what they want. They take one thing and then they go gun ho on it. You can talk to 10 different, 10 people, 10 different people, give them the same story and each person's going to interpret something totally different. So that's where you get with the different denominations. That's why the one that should be interpreting things should be God and within you, the Holy Spirit. Right. Being able to give you the interpretations of the word and the, th- and the way that you should live upright. Because people would tell you a whole bunch of things and say, oh, no, that's fine to do this and fine to do that. Nah, it ain't going to get you closer to God. I can tell you that. Because that's one thing a denomination going to do is get you away from it. Because it's going to get you, it'll it'll probably get you in a standing with the, the, the person that's in the denomination. Like whoever it is, whatever kind of numbers you're talking about, Baptist or whatever, smoking a cigarette in the back ain't going to look too bad. Right. Go to apostolic church or whatever, it's not going to look the same. But even, even well, let's just look at even within the apostolic of Pentecostal denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, when our grandparents went to church, you, you wore long dresses. No jewelry. No jewelry. Even some churches wouldn't even let you wear get a wedding ring. They would do like watches. Um, no makeup. You couldn't go to the movies. It was almost considered like holy roller. So it was more like your outside appearance appeared to make you say, but these people was evil, nasty, doing what they wanted to do and things like that. So we, we, we fit into this box with our denomination. And like Lolo said, you had the Baptist where the pastor smoked the, you know, they take a people go outside in church where normally somebody goes for a bathroom break they going for smoke breaks 
at a Baptist church and things like that. Pastor might be, like I said, in the back with a little brandy and a cigarette lit and things like that. Um, I mean, Martin Luther King was a smoker uh, and he was a Baptist minister. You understand what I'm saying? And things like that. So people, um, you know, even when I remember hearing about AME, um, African uh, Methodist Episcopal and things like that. And, you know, it's like them AMEs, they a trip too. They, they kind of like Baptist. So it was almost like we were causing a division that didn't need to be there because when you would really start to, like I would hear a preacher preach and I'd be like, man, that word was powerful. And somebody would be like, yeah, but he Baptist though. Mm-hmm. I have heard That's it. True. You know what I'm saying? Or, 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 or something, you know, I mean, I've, we, we in our, within our family, we had people that were Catholic and, mm-hmm. We went to a Catholic funeral. Seven I don't. Seven day of I, I Yeah, seven day of Venice. So you begin to um, learn. I think we even got some uh, Hebrew Israelites in the family. We do? Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, I need to get them this uh, book that I just showed <laughs> yeah, Lolo, yeah, sure. that Urban Apologetics. But, um, yeah, but no, going back to the uh, topic, you know, and, and then when you start to see 40,000 across the world, it's like what are what what are these other denominations and what are they teaching? Is you understand what I'm saying? Because we talk about outreach ministry and going to other countries and things like that. But it's like if I come and I preach a, a word and somebody asks me what I am, I say, Well, I'm non denominational. Or somebody is somebody coming behind me saying, Well, no, you can't be non denominational. And this is, you know, this, this is a Baptist way of teaching. I heard this people a, say that. What? I mean, yeah, like people say that's non-denominational and then they say, I mean, that's not right. So, you know, oh, like somebody, you can literally say, saying non-denominational is pretty much to me saying the exact same thing is, I'm a child of God. Pretty much the exact same thing, right? Lola, would you identify yourself as being a child of God? I am a child of God. There you go. B, would you? Yes. I would say the exact same thing. If you say that, that's pretty much saying the exact same thing. They don't want that. They want you to be identified. What do you believe? I believe I'm a child of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. Mm-hmm. No, no, I need to know the specifics. Those are the specifics. And that's the criteria. As that's well. the basic. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the number one thing. All that other stuff is, you well, know, well, mis- I, I, misdirection. I think I've said on this show before that I believe if you really broke it down, most Christian denominations probably agree on about 75 to 80% mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. But it's that 20% that they are willing to claw each other's eyes out about. Thanks, I- it's, instead of just saying, we'll agree to disagree mm-hmm. and, and not starting a new denomination. It's like, no, I, I that part I feel so adamantly about, I can't even go to your church no more. I can't be associated. I need to get people who are going to believe what I believe and we're going to, Teach the same way we taught at this other building, except we're going to just add this one little twist or take this one little twist out. And, and that's what it seems like has happened. And and to me, it's done nothing but cause division. Because remember, they just called them Christians to identify them as followers of Christ. Right. And Christ wanted to come in because when you looked at the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they, they because of the denomination, it was like separation, like, Oh, well, I listened to what the Sadducees say, or I'm a follower of the Pharisees, where it was like, Jesus was just like, look, this is the ministry. And and at the end of the day, if we just get to the basis of what the ministry is, like how you preach and what you are preaching, you know, 
it 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 shouldn't cause people to want to be separated. But unfortunately, it has caused us to be separate. You get what I'm saying, Lo? Absolutely. And for me, like it goes back to really, and I know we talked about this topic before, but tradition versus relationship. Because it doesn't matter what denomination you are if you believe what the Bible says. If you believe the things that was taught, if you believe what the you know the teachings and the preachings of Jesus, that don't matter. Right. And if you have an actual relationship with him. Bam, now that to me, that's the Jamaican air horn right there. <laughs> he literally will make it make sense to you. And I think and and you like the article, denominations are man made. Absolutely. It's based off of opinion. So I'm going to go and I'm going to stand in this corner and I'm going to put this together because I don't agree with you believe. But in reality, we're not supposed to be agreeing amongst each other. We're supposed to be agreeing with Jesus and the word of God. Absolutely. That's 100%. You get a second air horn for that Lolo on fire. Yeah, that's 100%. So, she been on fire even but Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we had a we we had an hour and a half show before the show, but that was on some other stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a good that was a good show. Right so that's what it goes back to though, when you establish that relationship, it like I have a relationship with you. I have a relationship with you. We may not always agree, right? But because we have a relationship with each other, it's okay. But don't you think that's where the love part should be coming in? But and a it lot doesn't. Of people don't function in love. No, they and, don't. And, and to me, that to, to me, where, where's the the Christian denomination called love your neighbor? It's, it's, it doesn't exist because it's what I say goes or nothing. Absolutely, Steph. Oh yeah, I mean, just piggybacking on what Lolo said. I mean, Jesus said it in the Word. You will know their minds by the way that they love. Absolutely. So if you're void of love and you're arguing back and forth about something that, like like Lolo said, which is human error, like I talked about the encouragers, it's not the plane. Mm -hmm. People think it's the plane that crashes. It's not the plane. It's human error. Mm -hmm. So it's the exact same thing. Except for that Boeing 757. (laughs) Yeah, that that was a malfunction. But when we talk about that 90%. Right. You know what I'm saying? 90%. Right. 90%. You will hear that 10% is the plane. But – we talking about the word of no, God, I got which is a hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But human error gets involved to where people perceive one thing that now you have all these different denominations, and this is over time, right? And and so and that's the part to me, like we're sitting here as three um, intelligent, well functioning adults, mm-hmm. and the reason and, and Sean is not with us, but the reason that our dynamic works so well is because we are independent thinkers. We are people who will ask the right questions. And if you're not giving us the right answers, we're going to find somebody who can give us the answers that we're looking for. I wouldn't consider any of us sheep. You know, you have certain people that just take what you um, give them hook, line, and sinker. None of us are sheep. Cause not if I we, said if the we cat, talk, like say. I, I'm not going to lie. Any person in this room talks, somebody going to get some pushback on something. So right. Like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah. Until you right there like, I don't believe all that. Yeah. Nah, no. It's but- always some kind of pushback. With <laughs> For sure. No, no. It is. But what I'm saying is because of that, we are able to then have a topic. And, and it's funny because most of these topics we kind of 
almost agree we do. 85 to 90%. Yeah. And it's like the part we don't, we can discuss it. But it's like the fact that folks will literally claw each other's eyes out about these denominational differences. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I, we can never go to a Baptist church. We can never go to a Methodist church. We can, like, one of my good friends is a Methodist preacher. And he called me, um, this is about a year ago, and he texted me. He's like, you got time to talk. I was like, yeah, he called me. He said, I just want you to know that when we were in college that you really encouraged me because you was the first dude that I met that was, like, young, that was saved, that was really, like, about that life. And you the reason that I really started to – Strengthen my relationship with God and God in the ministry. Give yourself a hand clap. <laughs> Man, no, that's a that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You a sailor. Yeah, but but and you a sailor. But but the thing was, when I was in college, I never, I, I lived my life, but I still hung out with my friends, and I never did like when it was time for them to do stuff that I wasn't going to participate in. I didn't judge them for it. I didn't make them feel some type of way. I just said, I'm not going to partake in it. I holler at y'all when y'all get done. And when y'all come back, I go read my word. I pray and things like that. Now I had some slip ups. We all have slip ups, but I was honest about my slip ups. And he said that encouraged him in his walk. So my thing was, I wasn't like, that's the thing to me is I think. And, and the reason and I'm going to bring this up to y'all, but even with the pandemic, and I brought this up before, I think this is have given us a way to reimagine what church is because church is not a building. God is not coming back for uptown Methodist church. He's not coming down, coming back for downtown apostolic. He's coming back for a people. Absolutely. And, 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 And the thing to me is, is I'm not saying to get rid of the building. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, is reimagining churches is fellowship. And you said this last on the last topic, Steph, us coming here and talking and doing this podcast. This is fellowship. This is church. You see, the people who listening to this podcast right now are getting a church message. Mm-hmm. It might not be from the pulpit on Sunday, but we have to stop thinking about just the pulpit on Sunday yes. as being the message, mm-hmm. because that's that's what we 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 we've been trained and we've been. Um, conditioned to believe that if it ain't coming from the pulpit on Sunday, then it's not church. But like I, and I think I've said this before, Lolo uh, all the time posts little things like either on our car ride to work, she posts that she listening to Maverick city or some kind of worship music. You uh, uh, post a Stephen Furtick clip mm-hmm. or some, I'll post a quote that I see or a little message that I get from somebody or I'm buying a book and reading different pastors and ministers books and things like that. Those are all ways of doing fellowship and ministry. Absolutely. And and to me, we get into these denominational things, but to me, the denomination part is the problem because we have allowed that to separate us being because it's man-made and because man, when they put that, when we get away from God and start to do things that we think, we think it should be that way, then God is no longer renting. Look at America. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. I mean, you get a <laughs> Lolo on fire. Wow, Lolo, yeah. She <laughs> No, Lolo on fire today. That she she didn't she these had, three weeks, these three hey, weeks off. Preheated. These three weeks she off. Four hundred and fifty degrees. No, no, but but I mean, even and to me, that's how we fall into this realm of like Christian nationalism here, which I think that needs to uh, join the list is Christian nationalism because we are over here and we think that we're the chosen nation and all that other stuff. But 
No, Lord, it's just to me how I look at it is Jesus's main ministry was love. Mm-hmm. You you can slice it however you want to slice it. Mm-hmm. What he did on the cross was the ultimate act of love. Yep. He died for people that he never met, mm-hmm. that he would never see, mm-hmm. that he that would be coming years and years after that. And the people who were doing it to him, he was asking God to forgive them why they were doing it. Mm-hmm. He didn't condemn them. He didn't, he didn't, I mean, bro, imagine you didn't just got beaten to an inch of your life where you just demolished mm. and then they hang you on this cross. And then you got the, enough grace to say, God forgive them for they not know not what they do. And then another man on the cross with you, like you don't even deserve to be up here. And he, you look at him and say, you're going to be with me this day in paradise. Like, bro, I'm thinking like, Bro, get me down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, yes. and and so it's like, but everything Jesus talked about was love. Yes. And that is the one thing to me that no church that I've been into emphasizes that part of the ministry. I, I mean, I, and I, I love my pastor to death. He does a great job. But I'm just saying that to me, we need to emphasize the relational part of this. And none of these denominations to me can say that that's the part they push. You start to see individuals who break away mm-hmm. from ministries and they start to almost be on their own. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they like, look, I'm, I'm done with the denominations. I'm done doing the, the cookie cutter way because think about it, Lola. We we have um, you the uh, Baptist. Um, it's two types of Baptist. Not two types. It's the Southern Baptist Conference. And then it's another where it's like they literally separate each other by color. The blacks had their own Baptist conference and the whites had their own Baptist conference. And it's like, why do y'all even let this still happen in the year 2021? Like, are we still <laughs> going along and say, see your face? No, I mean, that's, how, that's how. So that's how it was before. And that's why in order to break the cycle. Um, but who's going to break the cycle? So this is what I was going to say. So I, it, it's a, it's a, a building. And I manage sometimes. I, I do manage. But it. They have uh, recently had an issue with one of the RTUs, so I had to go repair it. So I gave them a suggestion. Hey, this RTU is probably not going to be up and running yet. You might want to move your plants to another room. They said we can't move the plants because the plants are mature. The roots are settled. We risk losing the entire crop. It's the exact same thing with people that are already rooted in those denominations. It's hard to move the ones that are already settled into this 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 mentality these ideologies it's like our mate matrix it's like that just well, like we that. always talk about me and stefan always talking about we not plugged in no more Facts. and it's one part in matrix where morpheus says the neo i'm sorry for setting you free we typically don't set people this old free exactly because they've been so ingrained in the matrix. i've been i've met people who say when they do bible study bible study is almost like another form of sunday service where you're not even allowed to ask questions or disagree with something the pastor is saying, like, well, no, pastor, didn't this say this? And then it said this, this, and this. And and it's like, oh, no, we don't do that at church. I'm like, y'all don't? Y'all, I mean, Bible study is study. It's, the, it's in the word. It's, it's almost school. It's school. So it's like, even if you got a question for the professor, you know, and, and, and you know, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. So where where is this that you can't ask a question? But it's like you grew up in a time where what the pastor said was law 
and you didn't nobody question it. And it's like, now we be sitting, and, and, but there's always an overcorrection instead of a true correction where it's like, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about at all. Yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Come on, family. Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Instead of just pulling the pastors, it's like, hey, pastor, you know, what you say right there, I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. Or can you explain that to yeah, me? Yeah, can you elaborate on what you said? Right yeah. There. Yeah. Because I'm not going to stop nobody doing Sunday service and be like, oh, hey, but some people do that, but that also comes with order. Right. Like when when Stefan was over there talking, I was thinking about um I don't guard and I don't go outside, but I do watch HGTV. So right. I see them do the gardening. Lord, Lord, so I like somebody, but I did stay at a rare room. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, Holiday Inn yeah, Express yeah, last night. Know. So um, you know, when they go in and they want to plant new um, flowers yep, yep, or flowers. they want to put new seeds in the ground, right? You always hear about them like, no, we got to spray this spray or we got to bring in this method in order to take out the bad stuff, to get the weeds, to get the bugs out, to get mm-hmm. this out, to get that out. That's something that we actually need to do because so many times, like Bracky said, people are scared to say something. People are scared to raise their hand and say, that's not right. Or why do we do it like this? People are so scared to do that. But it's never going to change until we open our mouths. Period. We have to open our mm-hmm. mouths to say, wait a minute. Because I have a lot of friends that go to different churches. That I got friends that don't go to church. But we never, ever get to a point where I don't want you to be my friend no more. Because you don't go to church, or you drink and I don't, or you smoke and I don't. No, it never gets to that point because love is the focus. Mm-hmm. But and you got to say something. You got to pull it up. Right. And throw it away. And, and you and you have to be that light yes. to people. I mean, my thing is, is in the word, and I because I always say like, we preach Old Testament, New Testament. We we love to show where this correlates with that from the New Testament and the Old Testament, which really it should because when Paul was writing the New Testament, all he was writing was letters to the churches, and he was growing up on the Tanuk, on the Torah. So he knew what he knew, but he was getting – but Paul's true revelation came when he was in the desert being taught by Jesus for them three and a half years through praying and fasting and everything. But Jesus said what, when they caught him in what we would consider like a bar with the tax collectors and they like, Oh, we didn't caught you now. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm yeah, I'm here. He said, does the whale need a doctor? He said, y'all like, I like who go to the hospital. Cause they not, cause they feeling well. Do you, do you go to the hospital when you feeling well, other no. than for your yearly checkup? No. Nope. Do you, you know? You don't go to the hospital for no, that. You and you don't even go, you go to a doctor's yeah. office. You understand what I'm saying? He said, a whale don't need a doctor. He said, I'm trying to help these people. So even from that standpoint, we judge people even when they trying to be, not everybody can do certain things because you got to know your weaknesses. But it's like within these denominations, it seemed like all is done to me is what the Sadducees and the Pharisees did made people feel bad for trying to live a life. And Jesus was trying to tell them, I know this life is hard to live, but if you doing these things, loving one another, laying down your life for your brother, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, bro, I always say this stuff. 
Jesus, when they came to grab him, Peter whipped out his knife and cut the dude ear off. Like, that's like if somebody came to grab me and you ain't know what was going on and you pulled out your piece and just start busting. Like, like Peter was a gangster. No, he was. He, he. And, and Peter also ran his mouth because Jesus said, like, Peter say something, he was like, Shut your mouth. He was like, he said, he said, he said, he said, the Satan desires to sift you as wheat. And then Peter's like, no, I love you, Jesus. I, I'm your dude. Jesus said, yeah, you love me, but you're going to deny me three times. But he still rocked with Peter. He rocked with Judas knowing Judas was going to betray him. He didn't treat Judas differently. So at the end of the day, we, we have to understand that the true ministry is love. That's the true denomination. And, and the people who were early Christians, the first church, they literally brought all their stuff together and made sure nobody went without. Do you see churches doing that? No. Do you see churches doing that? No, very rarely. So that's why I'm saying we need to start to reimagine. I mean, I'm sure there's some churches. Yeah, but the reality of the situation is united we will stand. Divided yeah. we will fall. Divided yeah. we will fall. That's a fact. And when you got these many denominations... Right we fight and argue over doctrine stuff and not. Oh, wow. That, that just reminds Sorry, B. No, go ahead. That just reminded me what uh, Jesus had said when he was driving out demons. And then they said he he's uh, he's driving them out uh, by the name of, uh, what is it, Balthazar or something yeah. like that. And it was like, he gave him a, uh, a parable like, does. Oh, does, does uh, the, the yeah. Beelzebub drive out yeah. Beelzebub? Yeah, he said a, a king divided himself would not stand. So just like you said in regard that you said, if we're one body and you say you're a child of God, we say we're a child of God, you accepted Christ in your life, these same people who accepted Christ in their life, there should be no dividing between us. You have different you have different ideologies. Those different ideologies make you react in certain ways, but it's small things. Like I heard the uh, apostolic and the Baptist, one of their differences is one believes that God is one and the same, and then the other one believes that there's a, a, a trilogy. Three, yeah, three. It, it's, like, what is it? Why is that creating a big divide? Right, but we wonder why people coming in and taking over our cities. Bam, because it's no, it's no unity. Right, it's and no they, unity, and they know it. Yup. The yep. the devil having a good old time, and it's easy. No, I can get them to, and it's easy yep. to yep. come in. Right, one and, corner you got an apostolic, the next corner you got a Baptist, the other corner you got a Pentecostal, and they don't never talk to each other. Mm-hmm. But they're they in the same hood. Yeah. They in the same hood, and, and bullets ringing, looking like connected dots yeah. from from church to church Having to church. And in our city, Detroit has, I think, Detroit has the most churches. Every street corner. Every street corner, and I can you guarantee you, they're not all the exact same denomination. They're not. When you no. think about it now. Really think about I mean, within for our studio right now, I, I know it's a church right over here on the uh, on the service on drive. the service drive. It's another one too. I um, think that's a Lutheran church. Oh no, I don't know what they. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Baptist church. I'm trying to look for a Lutheran church. <laughs> you see Lutheran? I didn't see. Oh, <laughs> and then and then right here at Northland, what's the name used to be at Northland? Um, uh, Triumph. Yeah. Triumph used to be over here at Northland before it closed down completely. Okay. So, I mean, you got it within this one square block, you got about four churches. Okay. It might be a church inside one of these office buildings. You never know. Could be. You know, so at so the end. Which ones you, what's the ones that you.
What you, you looking for that Lutheran church? We gonna find you a Lutheran yeah, church there, <laughs> so you can see what's so you can see what's going. What's going? Down. What's going? It's, I, I, I think I think I had some guys I knew that went to Lutheran schools. Really? It was like Lutheran East and Lutheran West was like some high schools, okay. and they almost seemed like it was almost like Catholic to me. But I, That's I don't want to always kind of. But I don't know that for sure. But it seemed because Martin Luther I think was Catholic. Had those bells. Because I think Lutheran Church still has, like, they ring the bells. and you know, Oh, it could be. But then it it's a lot of Christians that go into those churches. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Well, I, re- I remember when I used to go to uh, Lamb, um, Bishop Cass told we was having a conversation. He told me it was a lady who would come to his church, like, once every three months, two months. She was Catholic. She was raised Catholic. So she would... But she loved, like, his, I think uh, Lamb is considered non-denominational. But he would, she loved coming into that church experience, but she was raised Catholic, so she still would just go to Catholic service because that's what she was used to. But she would come to there for, like, that, almost like that that spice, that that different experience and things like that. And at the end of the day, why do we even have to go for a different experience? Like, why is it a different experience? Like, and that's to me serving the same God and we serving the same God, you know, I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's got, I mean, it's supposed to be that way. Right. But it's not obviously with 14,000 different 44,000. And none of them have made it to the jailhouse. Right. There you hmm. go. And, and and that's what I'm saying. So if you look at worldwide, you got um cause around forty thousand denominations. And like Lauren said How many how many is just in the city of Detroit? Well, I think I'll I'll be honest with you, looking at this list, I've never heard of brethren. I know it's Baptist churches here. I know it's Adventist churches. I we, know it's Jehovah's Witnesses. I know there's some. I know. Some, it, I know where some Church of God in Christ is. But see, Hebrew Israelites don't. Have, they they more meet up in like, uh, um, halls. Like they'll they'll rent out like a gymnasium. Okay. And have their services and things like that. But they try to do more street preaching because they try to convert people, like especially black men. So that's where that comes from. Um, I know we got some Lutheran. Um, I know we got some, I told you one of my good friends is a Methodist. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, he used to uh, be in charge of that Methodist church right there off the freeway that has the carnival every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he used to be the minister over there, but he got moved and things like that. And then even with Methodist, Methodist requires you to have a college degree. You can't be a preacher without being, a, you can't be a preacher in the Methodist church without going to school first, where uh, most denom like, Denominations don't require that. Now I know that is something that's different for Methodists. So you don't get a sign off of credits. <laughs> this guy, this guy right here, you on one today. But you know, but so let me ask ask y'all this, and I start with you, uh, Lolo. When I say reimagine church, what 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 do you think of when you hear reimagine church, or if you? would say we have to reimagine church to be able to change the soil and to get these new flowers planted and to be able to break out of this bondage of denominationalism. What would you, what would uh, that look like for you? Reimagining church. First off, um, the basis should be off of love, right? The Bible tells us that love covers a multitude of sin. So that means that no matter what I look like, 
no matter how I'm dressed, no matter how I talk, no matter if you see me outside on the corner selling drugs, that you will invite me and accept me in and love so that God can do the work. That's number one, love. It's not up to us to do the work. It's up to God to do the work. So if a man comes into your church with a dress on, you don't embarrass him out of the church. You let him come in because obviously the conviction of the Lord brought him in. And you mind your business. And you mind your business and you let God begin to do and the work. I just would throw that in. I, I just want to throw that in. Sorry, somebody y'all. need to hear that today. All right. Love. Number two. Word base. Like my pastor says all the time, we got to get back to prayer. We got to pray. We It needs to be more praying and, and word reading than anything. Because in your prayers is where your revelation comes from. In your reading, that's where your revelation comes from. Yes, God can give your pastor, minister, whoever revelation. But ultimately, God is your source. So that's who you need to be focusing on. So that would be my two things, love and praying and being in your word. Amen to that. Steph, what about you? It was about how when you when I say we need to reimagine church. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. What, what, what do you think of what, what would you do if I said, Stephanie, help me come up with some, a way to reimagine church. I would, uh, we would have to come up with ways to hunger and thirst after God again. So hunger and thirst after God. And the ways that you do that is implement everything Lolo just said, but the way to initiate that, we would have to get away from our flesh. And the best way to get away from your flesh is to fast. Okay. So uh, that would that would be the initiation. We would have to fast to get away from those things that um that are motivated by the flesh and to hear what God is telling us to do. So everything that we do can be directed because you can correct one human error with another one. Uh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you think that you, you just solved the issue, right? But you is. just had another idea. Right. And you just created another denomination. It just right. was non-denominational yeah. denomination. Right. Yeah. No. No. Trust me. <laughs> that part I like that. That's <laughs> that's good because it's, it's true. It's like you know. It just remind me of this quote I heard from Fred Hampton, where it's like, you know, next thing you know, you know, black people start getting to a certain way where you got black imperialists, and it ain't no different than the, than the white imperialists. Exactly. You know, so it's just, you you solve one issue but create another one. Right. So the first thing you would have to do is to get away from your flesh. You would okay. have to really focus on God and what God is saying to you and l- allow him to lead you. When he leads you, you'll have a collective. You may have some, you're going to have people that's going to disagree because it's always going to be adversity, but God will put that in you. Okay. The things that he wants you to do, reading the word, praying like Lolo said, those are the ways that you gain revelation because change can't occur until you've been given revelation first. Then the change can occur. You got, you got to act on that revelation, move forward in that, and then now you have what what the, uh, God's intention was, and not just uh, so man. No, I, I agree with both y'all. So what I would do, I wish Shonda was here for this because I love to hear her breakdown. Me too. But what I, I would she, she gonna say it on the we let's listen for a second because she gonna say it. Why this is playing? <laughs> oh yeah, she, she gonna listen. She gonna listen. So we gonna give you. We gonna give you two seconds. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Sean. A moment of silence. All right, there yep, you go. I agree, Shana, yeah, I agree. No, that was good. That was good. Way to go, Sean. Way to go. Way to go, sis. Hey, we agree with you for sure. For sure. For sure. But um, no, what I would do 
first and foremost is I'm, I'm going to tell you the way you thought about church. Don't think about it that way anymore. Like, so what I mean by that is this, I watch, um, these videos that Maverick city does on Instagram where they literally are just at a house worshiping, playing yeah, music. Yeah. And, and my thing is this, that's church. That's church. That's church. Like if you come and one Sunday it's just the spirit is flowing so much that we just worshiping in music and not a word is read at all, but you allowing God's the, the presence of God to fill the room and the atmosphere. Do you know how many people would be healed and you don't have to say a word? Yes. So, true. so first and foremost, like low, we're going to emphasize love. If you do not have a love for the people, I can't use you. So you got to be one to emphasize love Two, You have to have a spirit to want to, hunger and worship like a worshiping spirit where like, and when I say worship, like I don't need you to clap like everybody or anything like that. But when the presence starts to show up, you could just tell because when the, pre I don't need to tell you to clap when the presence show up, you're not going to have no choice, but to clap to reverence the, the filler. I'll never forget one day we was in church and the spirit was moving so heavy and um, a brother came up to the church to the front to get prayed for. And when he went to sit down, I could tell that God had, he needed more. And I remember I walked up to the pastor cause it was just the atmosphere. I went up to the pastor like, can I go say a word to him? Cause I didn't want to be out of order. He said, if you got a word, go tell him. I went back there. I didn't even have a word for him. I just grabbed him and hugged him. This was a man that I kind of knew, but we, I just hugged him. He started crying like a baby in my arms, bro. He needed that. Mm -hmm. And I was obedient to God because even us as men, we'll see a man that needs just a hug. Like, and it's like, no, I'm too macho for that. So you got to have a, a heart for people. Mm -hmm. And then you have to understand that it might be a Sunday and the word is going to be absolutely important, but there might be a Sunday that the word doesn't get read. You know what I'm saying? Like we might come in and I might have Lolo just start singing a worship song. Then Lolo get that, that spirit flowing. And then when the spirit get the flowing, we just going with it. Just like they do it. Cause the, I'm telling you when I see the Maverick city videos, bro, I love it. they oh, be, yeah, they too. be in that house just going yeah. at it, bro. I was just listening to that song, the man of your word. That's song, bro. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Lolo, that's yeah. church. That is the me reimagining church. They not, are they at a, a a temple or a synagogue or a, a, a hall or anything like that? Regular no, clothes. regular clothes at a house. That is reimagining church to yes. me. You don't have yes. to be. You know, we didn't reimagine how pastors can dress with the 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 Stephen Furtick two Ks and all. You know, the jeans, the the jackets, and 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 all the you know the hoodies. TDJ be wearing like I see even so forces recently. But you understand what I'm saying? Like the whole, we, we, we can reimagine how pastors are supposed to dress. We can reimagine how choirs are supposed to look when they're up there. So why can't we just reimagine this whole thing? Because we've had virtual church. Mm -hmm. So it just needs to be reimagined and we need to get out of this bondage of de uh, denominations. Cause to me, the denominations is what's causing the separation because I just think about the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And they bickered and they argued and it caused where the people was just kind of like looking for something. And we have people looking for something. And like Lolo said, they coming in, the enemy then went through and ravaged your town. And y'all still sitting here talking about the Godhead. Yeah. And you and, and, and your town is ravaged. 
And, you, and y'all ain't got no power. You oblivious to it. You walk outside like, what a beautiful day. <laughs> like, because you got the chain, you know, the chain fence to keep your cars yeah, when you park. You Single yeah. file line to the car. You got security. <laughs> yep, you got security. All of that. But your neighborhood, why, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is y'all not going out and trying to reach the kids in the neighborhood, the young people, to do and things like that? That's Fisher wh- of men. Yes. Right. You got, you got churches on the corner, and behind them, is bandos, meaning abandoned houses and all that kind of stuff. And these these neighborhoods are ran through. Well, did you see the uh one church here um over there um by the U of D district area where they were building up? He his church bought a whole block and and built up all the houses and was like renting them out to people at the church. Man, them them places are supposed to be satellite units. Satellite tabernacles for the word of God. And they 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 ain't they ain't producing what they're supposed to. And like Lone Losis, and you just said, Fisher of men. Like when when think about it. When Jesus, when Jesus was trying to go start picking his crew, he picked he picked those apostles. He picked Peter. He picked Judas. He knew how these dudes are. Like, think about this, Lolo. We about to close up, but think about this. He picked dudes and did just told them go out and preach the word. He didn't really. He gave he he touched them all and gave them a, a piece of the Holy Spirit and said go out and preach the word. You got jokers going into towns because they not accepted Jesus. They ready to call fire from heaven mm-hmm. because they won't listen to Jesus. These are the type of dudes that he had dudes that were raw, but but had a love and a passion and believed that he was. God manifested in the flesh. And we won't even pray for and we, somebody that stinks. And we right. And you understand what I'm saying? Like, think about this. These dudes went into a town trying to preach the word. They don't want to accept Jesus. Hey, let's call fire from heaven and <laughs> destroy this town. Yeah. Jesus said, no. We're not about to do that. But think about that. These dudes was raw. Mm-hmm. These dudes was fishermen, uh, carpenters. Like he ain't go to the to to the tax collectors. He literally got the dregs yeah. of society. It's because y'all got heart and passion for people. Love. Love. I'm going to use you. I don't care that you a little raw. I don't care that you got a, 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 a sli- you know, like, uh, let a joker be like, start the, the swearing and cussing. Oh, we can't use him. He, he, we got to find somebody else. We, you got, it's almost like That'd you got the most honest one. <laughs> right. Like, hey, 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 listen, okay. mo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, because it's not that that person is even being malicious. Yeah. They just, like, are so raw and honest. And it's like, that's who G- Like, Stefan, do you think about it. Most of these pastors now, they don't have somebody on their team that'll just whip it out and just cut a joker if no. they felt like something was about to pop off. Mm-mm. They ain't got them kind of people now. Nope. Where Peter was like, oh, no, nah, y'all ain't taking my man. And if Jesus didn't put my man ear back on, they would have took Peter. Right. That's like, that's like, that's like murder. Elite. And then with today's laws, that's at least attempted murder. He had a knife. I don't know how long it was. <laughs> well, if he was a fisherman, it's probably his knife that he would use the gut fish. Longer than the middle finger. <laughs> I don't know if those rules back then. No, nah, but you know, so it, it's just he's silly. But it's just amazing to me that we, I, I mean, just you know, the the forty thousand denominations or whatnot is just amazing to me. What's going on? So, 
But we're going to close this one out. I enjoyed the conversation. We missed you, Shonda. Yes, we um, missed you. So Definitely. we always start with ladies first on the close out. So it's on you, Lo. Okay. So I know that I said this scripture, but I'm going to say it again. That love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers offense. Love covers disappointment. Love covers points of views. Love covers everything when the love that you are using comes from Christ. So when you get in a position where you have to choose and decide, am I going to let my denomination speak or am I, am I going to allow the love of Christ to speak? Choose love every time. I tell people all the time, lead with love. When you lead with love, your results will be different. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lolo. You did a good job. Steph? Um, Lolo's talking about um, love. Uh, it says, uh, Proverbs 10, chapter 12 says, Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Um, it's very important right now that we remove the the titles of just denominations. And we focus back on love because right now we're de- we're in a generation where, um, and I know every generation probably says this. Oh, uh, this generation is, you know, this is a different generation. Every generation has been a different generation, but now we're dealing with something that's completely different. We recently had COVID. COVID removed the actual uh, building away from uh, from the children of God, and actually got us more intimate with the Father at home which shows us the relationship was never in the building. It was always supposed to be at home first. Mm. And so now we're back to that. So nothing is a coincidence. God works everything out and it's shown us that. So the, the building is optional, but the, but the presence of God is not optional. That's always, we have the presence of God here in this building. It says we're two or more gathered in his name. He is in the midst. God is here with us even right now. So strip away those denominations and move in love, move in Christ, trust God, do everything that you need to do in order to make things right. Pray to him. I've said this before, or even on other shows, ask God to reveal to you the areas that are um, a hindrance within your life to where it could be a hindrance on a blessing that he has for you, or even a word that he has for you or things he's trying to change within you that you're stuck in on your own. You know, I know we talked about Judas, even though Judas betrayed Jesus, that was still Judas decision. Although Jesus knew Judas was going to betray him, it was still his decision. So we have a decision to, to, to walk in love and to help those um, that are around us that are struggling and be patient with those that may not be um, as open to the change. You know, don't argue with people about um, a revelation that God has given you. Everybody is not going to receive your revelation and just make sure that that revelation is rooted in love. So that's it. Amen. Amen. Good job. So I'm a, I'm typically just give a, a little speech, but I'm going to read a scripture today. So I know that's a little different from y'all to me read a scripture at the end of um, a podcast, but we kind of talked about this earlier. This is a Matthew 12 um, starting at um, verse 25. This is, uh, what Stephanie brought up about uh, Jesus praying over the demon possessed boy. It said, um, I it said, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined 
and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do you people drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if it is by the spirit of God that I drive them out, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. A house divided against itself cannot stand. And as long as we allow these useless divisions to keep us from being united in what the ultimate goal is, which is to bring souls to kingdom, bring souls to the kingdom, then God's work cannot be fully accomplished the way it needs to be accomplished. He said his word out and he said his word will never come back to him void, but he has put us on this earth to be able to be his manifestation in the world. And we have to be his manifestation. But if we can't agree or come together in times where we need to be together and come together, then we're not going to drive out anything. And we're not going to be able to be the kingdom that we want to be when we bicker and fight over denominations, over uh, politics or any other thing that we allow to divide us. We have to come together and allow God's work to be done through us. And we have to do that ultimately in love. So with that being said, I just want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And until next time, we're out. God bless.